Okay, so the camera angle has changed a little bit because the camera did actually die. But to finish off this podcast, this episode, I have five extra topics. Uh, some of them are questions, some of them are just like overall topics which we can talk about. Um, so firstly, I have a question for you. Would you rather have a personal account, so your, your own money, £100,000, or a million in funding with a 90% profit split with uh, payouts every 30 days? So which one would you rather choose uh, to trade with? I, w- I would take the 100k as a personal account, I'd withdraw it, and I'd spend 50k on funded accounts, and then I'd have 2 million in funding, and then I'd have 50k to go and spend on on, on shit, like cigarettes and stuff. Can I do that? Um, well, you kind of cheated the question a little bit, <laughs> but I guess... But I guess that... Yeah, that does show you the, your business side, I guess. <laughs> and moving on, actually... Do you invest outside of trading? So do you invest in, uh, I know people put money in like stocks, index funds, crypto, is there anything that you actually put your money in or do you just reinvest back into like trading accounts or extra prop firm challenges? Uh, I, I do some stocks sometimes. I did Facebook for a while, which is not doing very well at the moment, so luckily I was out of that. I do a few stocks. I started to be interested in stocks this year um, where things are economically. It's quite a, interesting interesting place and and the strong everlasting stocks i think are a good place to go but also i like to uh, the the, one of the things of trading that i think i don't know if it's still a thing but back in the day again i'm not that old but back in the day the idea of trading was to make money to put into businesses and houses and do it properly um so i i had a chauffeur company last year I bought a food trailer that <laughs> everybody that knows me will know that I fucking hate that food trailer. And I, my partner that I bought it with, you know, love you to bits, but we fucking, it's been sat there, cost us so much money. And now it's, it's just, a, it's just a nightmare. But yeah, uh, I, I do try and have other outlets for stuff. But at the same time, uh, at the moment, my main focus is on trading. Like I said earlier, I'm in a point where I'm trying to see a different level first and then. Um, but yeah, I, I, and businesses are, uh, are always there. They're, you know, I think it's important to have a, a business mind and be able to go, okay, I can start a business with this, which I have done, you know, and uh, use it for other stuff. I think it's important. I do think that's important, if that answered the question. Did I miss anything else out? No, I'll give it back to you then. So you say it's definitely important to like diversify because let's say like for a few years, obviously, let's say five years time, you've been investing uh, your profits into other businesses. They're obviously gonna be growing too. The more money you put into them, they're gonna be growing. And then it will make those those bad months trading or like the tricky periods in trading a lot easier. Mm. You have other income, you have other ways of making money that doesn't require all the stress, the time, the effort. One thing I wanted to ask you about is obviously trading is your main source of income. So your personal account, and obviously you have prop firms. Obviously the prop firms pay you monthly or bi-weekly or whatever, whichever company you're with. Um, but personal account wise, how would you go about withdrawing your money and actually spending your money or allocating it to either lifestyle, uh, normal expenses, treating yourself maybe? What's that like sort of split that you look at or do you just do it like, okay, this is every month to my expenses if I've got money left, so to speak, 
I then might treat myself or do you kind of remain like quite frugal where you don't really want to splash the cash uh, if you know what I'm trying to say uh, I uh, we mentioned this earlier and I, and I I I am very what I said to you earlier is, is what I, I live by still at the moment is you stay down until you come up you don't go mad splashing cash and I actually the, the funniest thing is when I took that year and a half off I lived off of savings for a year and a half and I still pay myself the same amount as I was paying myself through that period I, every month it's not a huge amount I get I get my bills paid sometimes I even say to Joel I'll, I'll be waiting till midnight I'll, be, oh, I'll go buy cigarettes at midnight because I've paid myself I got you know I get to the so I, I I it depends on what you make as well and with especially as trading is my first income it does vary obviously you know if I have a great month then good yeah depending on what I make as well but but I my my whole premise is just I don't like to go mad with money and I and I have before you know you, you have these times where you go oh fucking idiot I shouldn't have spent that much money or I shouldn't have done this and especially like a few years ago when I was going on holiday I'd, I'd always go for a month at a time like I went to Canada I went to Iceland I went to Portugal three times I went, you know just Canada I went to, when I was in Canada it was actually like early on in my trading and it was the first time that I'd made like a fair amount of money. I spent all of it in Canada and came back and was like, oh, I fucking could have had that in a trading account and now I've got to start from scratch. So, you know, I, I am very used to living with little amount. I don't need a huge amount. You know, it's like tonight I was like, uh, go and get John German Don kebab, you know, rather than going out for a splashy meal. And it allows you to be able to go every once in a while. Oh, actually, I can afford to treat myself, you know, um, which is great. But I, but I think... Um, the way that I do it is is very variable and how much I make and it depends on my mood as well. <laughs> like I, I want a Range Rover. That's my next thing. My aim is for October, but I might get to October and go, I don't want to spend that much money. I'm not going to do it. Or I might get to next week and go, all right, fuck it. I'll buy, you know, it depends on what I'm like. But uh, but yeah, I think as a general rule, I'm quite conservative with money, if that was the question. I can't remember. Kind of moving on from that, do you think that like having money and having those materialistic things when you were like younger made you like happier do you think that i know a lot of people that have money or they still have like a lot of money they say oh money doesn't buy happiness but they live a very nice lifestyle they i um i saw something it's like bill gates only wears like black t-shirts or something they're like 1500 pound black t-shirts it's not the same is it they're probably like silk or something <laughs> but like they might look like they're living that normal lifestyle but they're not so it's yeah yeah so do you think uh you just got to get it out of the way like the materialistic thing and to see if it'll make you happy because some people think oh i'm doing my trading i'm not happy right now but let's say i get a lamborghini i could drive my lamborghini around then i'll be happy you get the Lamborghini, and you're like, well, what, what do I do next? Yeah, yeah. I've reached my end goal. Let's say they're 20 years old. They've reached the end goal. What do you do for the rest of like 50 years or something? Do you think you've got to get it out of the way? Do you think you should just completely avoid that like materialistic thing? And I guess if you like cars, it's different, but you, you, you get what I'm trying to say. Uh, I, I, it's very interesting, the money and happiness thing. It always has been. And I think there's a lot of people that have said it, and it's very true. It's just you need it. It's as simple as that. If you don't have money, you, you, you're sad. And, you know, I don't, can't speak for anyone else, but personally, 
I've had lots of times in my life where I haven't had any money, like fucking really not had any money. And it's that thing of if you don't have money and then you make money, it makes you happy because it allows you to do things that you couldn't do. If you have already, if you've already had money, it's not going to do anything for you. But I, I think you have to be careful with the the whole when I get it, when I get here, when I get that. You really need to get rid of that. F- fucking forget it. I like the amount of times that I'll be on the phone to Joel after a shitty day or a shitty week and be like, I fucking love it. I fucking love this shit. Like you know, I go and have a cigarette. I look at the the view and I'm like, eh, sick. You have to be able to enjoy everything. And then when you get something nice, you enjoy it more. But if you're sad and you go and buy a fucking Rolex, you're not going to be happy because you bought a Rolex. Nice, by the way. Um, <laughs> it's it's it will it will make you happy if you go. I've earned this, and that I'm happy because of what it means. You know what I mean? This watch for me is a Swarovski something. It's probably 300 quid. I bought this when I was in the chip shop and it still lasted and I wear it because I like looking at it and going, I, I've, I've, I've had this view and seen chips underneath it and I've had this view and I can see, it's the same thing. It's a, it's a personal thing. It's a personal thing and I like that. But I think, you know, you, you have to be really careful with the, especially trading is the worst for it when I make this much money, when I get my Lambo, when I do, it doesn't work like that. But, if you earn it and you're happy in the meantime and you enjoy the process, when you get it, it will make you happy. Of course it will, because it will mean something, you know? Um, so I think I think that's that's all there is to it with happiness. Is you, you, and also, happiness is kind of, you've got so much time on your hands, if you're thinking, uh, we, you know, you've probably both seen the same guy talking about it, uh, but he's very he's very true. Is sometimes, you, sometimes, if you're down and you're, and you're feeling a bit shit and you're thinking, oh, I'm not happy or, or what's going on, if you start doing stuff, you'll forget that you would, it's true, it's not, it's not bollocks, like, you know, the other night, I actually was, I had like an hour, where I was like, stressed, or I was thinking, oh, yeah, I haven't done, have I done everything I need to do, or have I haven't done this, and am I where I want to be, and I've got dead deadlines in my head for things, it's stress, whatever, and I, and I just thought, fuck it, I put a different playlist on, a bit of a savage one, I'm like, oh, fucking, yeah, let's go, I'm good, you know, it, it, I'm busy, I was thinking, right, okay, I've got this, it's all about how you view things, but, um, yeah, it, it, for for any traders, forget the material stuff making you happy. You want to enjoy the challenges, and you want to enjoy the the intelligence. Because every day you trade, you're outsmarting someone, or they're outsmarting you. Simple as that. You want to enjoy that. I outsmarted someone today. I was better than something else today, or I made money today. You know, or, or even if you lose money and then you stay in a good psychological place, that's a win. Because there's two parts to your job one the biggest one in psychology if if you don't need a day off the next day and you're ready for the next day even though you've lost money the day before you've still won and you should enjoy things like that and uh, seeing friends and conversation like we were saying we've been talking for we talked before this you know so we, but I love fucking talking to people it makes me happy because I feel like you learn things and you you know it's what life's about but anyway happiness is not from material things but they do make a big difference and you do need money to be happy if you don't have enough money to buy a cup of coffee which I have had been, I have been at that point. You, nothing's gonna make you happy at that at that point. You know, even even a fucking gorgeous sunset. You go, that is really really nice. But I I'm hungry. <laughs> so yeah, it's a very fine line between. You need money, but don't let it be everything. I think. Quickly going back onto the point you made about a loss being a win. Mm. Do you also? 
I have I I think it was McGregor who actually said something like, if you go to sleep on a win, you wake up in a loss, because if you go to sleep, you've won a trade. I'm unstoppable. No one can beat me. You know, even the markets. You think, oh, I'm better than the markets. I'm better than any other trader. I've just won this many trades, or I've just won. I've just made this much money. You think you're unstoppable, yeah. and then boom, the markets humble you. So if you go to sleep on a win, you wake up in a loss. And sometimes the other way around, if you go to sleep on a loss, you can wake up. Yeah, you could feel motivated maybe, like you want to actually improve and win. But then if you, it's like we were saying earlier about the, the phase one. Yeah. You pass the phase one, you go to sleep on a win, yeah. wake up on a loss. Because you think you're unstoppable, you think you're invincible, you can beat the markets, mm. but you can't. You're just going to soon be humbled and then be back to square one again. everything in life and this is I think science okay. I think science there's an equilibrium so there's a pendulum right so if you swing something that way it'll go that way eventually it'll find the middle and uh, you can see it, if you have a really good day the next day is usually a shit day it's just science it's if, you know, if you make loads of money and you get carried away with making loads of money you'll lose money because everything has to have a balance so the more you can balance yourself out the better always um and uh it's the same i've forgotten what we were talking about i don't know why that's happened what were you talking about anyway the the equilibrium right is, is even even if you think about drinking yeah if you get drunk and you go to bed and you're very drunk you wake up and you're very hungover if you if you stay up and you balance out before you go to sleep and you drink water and you're not as drunk when you go to sleep you wake up feeling better is everything has a balance you have to find a balance and trading is very very like that you can't handle losing money the same way you can't handle making money you have to find the balance of, of both and you know if you if you go i'm going to make a hundred thousand pound in the next three weeks you won't make a hundred thousand in the next three weeks if you go oh i'm gonna uh, i'm probably gonna lose a hundred thousand pound in the next week, three weeks you probably won't lose a hundred thousand that's like you know it's a massive thing if you go i want to try and make 40 grand in the next year doable it's fine and you balance yourself out yeah but yeah i don't know what we were talking about i've got a clue so there you go <laughs> i remember i remember one of my points as well okay. about the uh, materialistic things because okay. you said avoid it if you're a beginner trader or something or like you start making money but i think no, no, I don't mean, if i said that i don't agree with that you said forget all the materialistic stuff yeah for, forget it to forget it in the way of that is not what will make you happy but exposure is that what you were getting at what i was gonna say was the only time i personally will buy something materialistic yeah. like this watch is when i m meet or <coughs> go past certain milestones yeah, yeah, yeah. so i think i bought this it was like it was in march i think mm -hmm. and i had my first 60k month and i was like okay I'm gonna treat myself now, because mm -hmm. and then what I'm gonna do is when I make my first hundred k month, mm -hmm. I'm gonna buy a Patek Philippe. Mm -hmm. Then when I get make first million in a month, mm -hmm. maybe a Lamborghini. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really like Lamborghinis to be honest, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe just for the sake of it, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I don't know. McLaren, McLaren. Yeah, but I think materialistic stuff is only good if it's either it has a meaning. 
you've reached a certain milestone or something you've always wanted. Yeah. Let's say when you're younger, you have posters of McLarens. Yeah, yeah. But then let's say you're watching this and we talk about don't do all materialistic stuff. If you've always dreamed on having a McLaren, buy a McLaren. Because obviously that's what you've wanted to do. You've always wanted a McLaren. You've always wanted to drive one, own one, get one. <laughs> um, is there anything you've done when you've reached certain milestones or do you kind of keep it quite reserved? I just, just the, the, the other thing that I just was thinking at that point that the other benefit of material stuff is exposure. It, it makes you want it more. You know, like, you, you, for example, if most people have never been in a Lamborghini, if you've been in a Lamborghini, you go, I fucking want one of these. I don't know. If you don't like cars, you won't. But you know what I mean? It's, it's the same principle. Um, and and for me, I when I was younger, there's a guy that I don't really talk to anymore. I don't know what happened. But um, his dad has always had S-classes. And I and I used to go around the house as a kid. I didn't have a lot of money. I used to go there. And, I, and I'm so grateful for it because it was like one of the most one of the biggest exposures I could have ever had was I'd go to his house you know he'd walk down the driveway and, and, and he used to have this massive house like you know you'd walk down the driveway to the football pitch and you'd have to go past the tennis court and you know whatever fantastic but um, I used to walk down and pass this S-Class every day and I'd be like that oh, is a fucking gorgeous car man that's such a gangster car it's beautiful you know blah blah whatever and um, last year I bought my S-Class and it was the same thing where I was like I remember fucking waking up in the morning to go and pick it up. It's just it's just the best thing ever. It is the best feeling in the world. And it doesn't have to be a car. It doesn't have to be a watch. It's whatever it is that, like you said, if you had posters of it as a kid or if it's something that you grew up wanting, it really means something. And and, and for me, it was, I think, the, the, the most notable one, the, the most notable two were the S-Class and this flat where I live now. And the S-Class was a big one because... Especially at my age, you don't really see people my age driving S classes because the insurance was is ridiculous. It was like nine grand for insurance, and that was before point. Um, uh, but I was I just every single time I got in it, every single time I saw it outside somewhere, I, I went for a coffee with my friend, you know, parked it across the road, and I just sit there and be like, <laughs> it's fucking mad, you know. Uh, and, and those things I think are just amazing. They're so good. But that yeah, that was for me. The, the S class was one. And the other one was this flat um, during COVID, actually. I used to send Joel links of flats in London, like, every day. He'd get annoyed at me. And I'd be like, look at this, look at this. And he'd be like, fuck off. And I'd be like, please just look, man. I really like it. <laughs> and um, so I'd look at all these flats with, like, nice views and high up, you know, high up flats. Exactly like this. Exactly like this. And I forgot. And he came up here. Uh, he was here the other week. We were talking. And he was like, do you remember when we used to send me flat links? And I almost cried because I was like, fucking hell, I forgot about that. You know what I mean? And it's the same as the S-Class. When I was a kid, I used to be like, I really want one of those. And then I bought it. And you remember, and you're like, fucking it's amazing. Absolutely. I mean, how I ended up in this flat is another story. It's not amazing. But um, but yeah, I, I, I think I've answered that one. My brain's slowing down. <laughs> Speaking about brain slowing down, you've uh, posted a lot about your sleep and how you only sleep like, what, 10 minutes? 10 minutes, 20 minutes. <laughs> so, do you think the I know you said earlier doing like, what was it, an experiment or something. Yeah. But do you not think like scientifically yeah. it's been proven yeah. that like optimal sleep is like six to eight hours? Yeah. Do you not feel that if you're getting two, three hours, yeah. you're literally 
only 50% recovered compared to what you could be for those few extra hours like if let's say you're sleeping for three hours right 21 hours awake are you doing productive activities for 21 hours every single day of the week for 365 days could you add in three hours extra sleep in a day to get to like an optimal recovery level First of all, sleep is stupid and it's for losers. Losers fucking sleep when I'm awake. Now, what's the time now? It is quarter past one in the morning. And we're doing this. We're working. Are you tired? Good. He said he's never tired. If you can't hear that, it's the right answer. Yeah. We're never fucking tired. And this is the point. Yes, we are. Of course we are. I don't stay up all the time forever. But... There's so many points to this, man. There's so many points to this. My point, my main point. Okay, I'll I'll start with the main point. My main point is, you're just fucking doing as you're told. Someone tells me I need to sleep eight hours a night, so I go, okay, I need to sleep eight hours a night. I I just think it's stupid, right? Yes, your health will be affected. Okay, this is a problem. Yes, but how bad do you want... You have to sacrifice for everything, man. You, you, if you're learning how to trade and you go, I don't want to spend six hours on the charts because my eyes are going to hurt. Well, don't then. That's fine. But but fucking Billy Bob over there has just spent 12 hours on the charts and he's doing better than you. Yeah. Ah, anyway. So, the, the other thing is, you don't, n- not you, sorry, not you specifically, but people don't know what their limits are. And this is the point that I'm making with the sleep. I, I, okay, I sleep three hours a night for, for the weeknights, and then I try and rest on the weekend. I might do that for two weeks in a row or three weeks in a row. And that whole time, my energy is fight or flight because I'm tired. So as soon as I start going, am I tired? I go, fuck no, fuck no. Like, let me do something. Or I'll call Joel and I'll just shout at him for 10 minutes. Ask him. I will call him, and he, by the end of it, he's like, ah! like ah! the energy's up. Like it's, it's, it's on fire, you know. And it's, it's that thing of, if if someone says to me now, uh, I, I, something really important, I need you to stay up until two a.m. It's not a problem at all. It's not even a fucking. That's, I'm like, is that it? Whereas some people, if you go, oh, you've got to stay up till two a.m., they go, oh, mate, that's a bit late, isn't it? So, although, like, being serious now, yes, of course, sleep is very important. It is. And I do catch up on sleep uh, in good times. And I don't do all the time just lack of, lack of sleep and low sleep. I do periods of it. But, for example, I went to Scotland. My mum moved to Scotland. I, I drove her up there. Um, it's a very long journey. When she moved back, and she did, she moved back, I went to pick her up again. And... Uh, it was a, a, a 11 hour drive. She was like the top of Scotland and I went from Kent. 11 hour drive up there. I did it in one, stopping for fuel. I had my ciggies on the way in, as I was going. Stop for fuel, carry on going. 11 hours, got there in the morning and uh, she was ready to go, the bags packed. It's five o'clock in the morning by the time I got there, she was ready to go. And I looked at her and I could tell that she just wanted to get out of there. And I'd just been driving for 11 hours straight and she was like, uh, you know, are we ready? I loaded that fucking van up, drove another six hours. If you say t- if you say to someone, can you drive from Kent to London, which is an hour and a half, they go, oh, it's a fucking long way. So it's not, 
the sleep thing is not so much that it's um, good for you. It's just you should be able to do more than most people. Does that make sense? You should have the capability to do it. It's not so much that you should do it all the time. And and I this my sleep thing will not go on forever. I'm just going to do it for a while and piss people off and cause some trouble. And then I go to sleep. And, you know whatever. But my 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 whole point is that you don't know what you can do. You don't know how much you can push yourself. And it's and it's a certain extent when people say to me, yeah, but surely you're not working at your full potential. Surely you're tired. I'm like, how do you know that? Because science told you. Okay, the science is there, but I'm telling you for a fact, I'm not tired. I'm working, I'm up in the morning. Like Joel's, Joel said to me earlier, he said, what time did you go to bed last night? I was like, five o'clock. So what time did you get up? I was like, nine o'clock. I was like, how? I was like, I'm good, it's fine. I got up and had a coffee, I'm excited about the day, I get on with it. And then when I'm tired, I sleep. You know. And then uh, later on in life, I will sleep, man. I will sleep and I will suffer for it and I'll do whatever. But at the moment, how bad do you want it? I, I want to be up trading at the moment. I don't really want to be in this trade. <laughs> ironically but you know what I mean I, I I trade the Asian session I trade the London session I trade the New York session and that's because it makes me feel like I'm moving it makes me feel like I'm getting somewhere and then later on I'll sleep does that make any sense but it is the the main point and I'll leave it on this is the main the main point is find out what you're capable of doing and don't be a bitch that's it but do you not think you're kind of at the level where you don't need to be not sleeping (laughs) to then outperform someone that's spending however many hours on the charts because you're already at the level you've gone through the hours of learning the non-sleeping to learn you now know what to do so you don't have to spend that many hours on charts you could spend an hour on the charts a day and probably get the same results just by if you let's say you want to see price come to 1900 and gold it was at 1895 mm-hmm. why wouldn't you just set an alert and go about your day the alert goes off okay now i have to look at the charts mm-hmm. rather than just trading mm-hmm. it's not actually trading really but like that's when i guess you're saying people should put all the hours in but if you're a profitable trader mm-hmm. i don't think you should i think less is more i think less is more 100 percent and obviously it is strategy dependent, but I still think the more time you're on the charts, the more susceptible you are to overtrading. Of course, but the, the, the thing is, okay, first of all, uh, the, the idea of being at a certain level so you don't have to work very hard anymore, I, I hate it. I'm not saying that's what you said, but I'm saying that can be a thing where you go, okay, I live in a decent place, I make decent money, yeah, it's good. You think of people like Kobe Bryant, where he was like the the, the top fucking M- NBA player at some point, you know, in time, whatever. R.I.P. Kobe. Um, but you've heard all these stories of people being like, "Yeah, I went down to the gym at four a.m. and Kobe was sweating already. He'd finished, he'd finished an hour of training before doing another set of training. You know, blah blah blah. He's working hard, and they'd be like, "Why are you doing that?" And he's like, "Because I want to be great. I want to do the best thing. I'm not saying that you know I want to be top of the world and everything, but I I." I, I like having that mentality, man, of like uh, the fighting spirit. I don't like to be just like, oh, okay, you know, things are good and whatever. And, um, you know, you, it's it's the same as what we said with uh, the, the dribbling. You know, you, you do the basic, the fundamental stuff, and then the greats are the people that do that and then do the extra stuff. I, I, I agree with you on the uh, less is more to an extent, but I also disagree. And I disagree because 
chart time equals experience. Think of it. No, it's, it's 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 arguable. It's arguable. But my point is, I have spent so many hours on the chart, and I uh, I say this to, to Joel as well. But we we both spent so many hours on the chart that when we see something, we've seen it a lot of times. If you backtest something at the end of the day, or you have an I, I use alerts all the time. Don't get me wrong. Like I, if if I put a trade on, I don't sit and watch it. Don't sit stereo. I go and do something else. But I'll put alerts on one here, one here. If price goes, then I'll check it and I'll and I'll go back to it. But there's 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 been so many times of I've seen something develop in front of my eyes on the charts that now when I see it happening again, I can react to it a lot quicker than someone that has spent less time on the charts and has had alerts on for an example as an example and gone at the end of the day and gone oh what happened here okay that happened whereas when it's hap when something's happening and I've actually physically seen it happening as it's happening now thousands of times because I've spent so many hours on the charts I can react way quicker than someone else on that if that makes sense you know it's like if it's like if if you've never seen someone pull a gun out before and versus someone who's in the army as soon as someone goes like this they're gonna go but he's putting the gun out whereas someone someone that's never seen it they go what's he doing what's he doing bang you know you're like oh shit it's too late so it's not I mean it's a very dramatic way of looking at it but I, I, I understand that you, that 100% you are uh, exposing yourself to overtrading and you're exposing yourself to making more mistakes because you're spending so much time on the charts that you're indulging and you're not having the right balance and whatever, blah, blah, blah. But that's where if you bring up your psychology with it or if you bring up your ability to manage your emotions at the same time with it and you, you enhance both of it, then it's not a problem. Overtrading is only a problem if you can't combat it. Do you know what I'm saying? If you're like, Oh, if I sit on the charts, I'm going to overtrade. Shouldn't be like that, man. You should be able to sit on the charts and go, I don't see anything. I'm not going to trade. You know, otherwise, that's that's a problem in your psychology. Not that I'm perfect, but you know, I'm very capable of looking at charts and not trading because I know that it's stupid and I don't. And I've spent enough time experiencing that to go, yeah, I don't need to overtrade, and I could com I could combat that. Whereas if you said to someone, okay, you have to do a day's trading, they go. Yeah, but if I'm on the charts for more than five minutes, I I, I might overtrade. It's it's not a very strong psychology to have on it, you know. Not not everything works. For if it works, good. And and I always say that if if you it's like when, when we were speaking earlier, you know, if someone takes a few trades and that works, it works. It's as simple as that. I'm not going to dark on anyone else, but also I have a lot of people that message me and go, "Oh, you made you made me want to get up today because I was in bed and you were like." not sleeping and I looked at the time and it was three o'clock and you're up so to a certain extent I do it as well to fire other people up because I enjoy that and I have friends that you know when they've gone through stuff they say to me mate your energy is fucking unbelievable and it keeps me going so I, I enjoy that too I enjoy people going even though I might be a bit tired and then someone messages me and goes oh you fired me up I go yeah that was worth it then that's cool does that make sense so sometimes it's not even uh, a beneficial thing health wise or whatever there's there's other reasons for it but um uh, yeah the the chart time thing i find it interesting i do find it interesting because obviously there's a balance there is a balance i'm not pushing to the downside um but uh but it, there's a balance but but i i just i have this inherent problem with people that that have a go at me for being on the charts because I'm like, it's my fucking job. What do you mean? Like, it's, it's, like, it's like, you know, the whole time you're learning, you say, all right, more chart time, more chart time, more chart time. And then they go, why are you on the chart so much? It's like, well, 
because it's my job it's what I'm meant to be doing I'm meant to be studying it analyzing it you know practicing stuff experiencing stuff and getting better at it and putting time into it and you know expanding my craft you know it's the whole point is to get better at it and I think that you have to put time in to do that there's no way that I'd work on my psychology without putting time into it it's not just going to happen you know so I, I I do understand everybody's points yes sleeping is healthy whatever and I do understand that you know you don't want to open up to yourself up to over trading but also shut up you know so there you go <laughs> do you not think though that let's say you trade London session and New York session for example if you go onto the charts let's say you get the gold chart up and you don't see anything that fits <laughs> let's say you don't see anything that fits your strategy go off the charts do you agree with that? or look at a different pair That's another point. I always say to people, only trade one pair. One or two pairs. One pair is, in my opinion, the best way to make money trading. If you, if I said to someone, someone that's, let's say, trading two years, and they trade 10 different pairs, what was the price of blah, blah, blah last week? What was the price of last month? What's the price of it right now? If they can't tell you that, they shouldn't be trading a pair. Because, like, well, like myself trading gold for three years, like three and a half years or something, you've got to know everything about that pair. You've got to know, okay, like, um, I can't remember if it was you or someone else that was saying to me that at a certain time of year, it's a good time to buy gold. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't know these things about the pair you're trading, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> don't give away the, the secrets. <laughs> but um, if you don't know everything about that pair, when to trade that pair, I think it's just a waste of your time being on the charts. Like myself, I used to try and trade gold in London session. I, I put the back testing and looked at all my data. I was like, the majority of the time I'm losing. Cut it out completely. So now I know if I'm trading gold, I don't even look at the charts till 1.30. Mm -hmm. And then if I'm on the charts at 1.30, if I don't see anything that's near my strategy, mm -hmm. I'm done for the day. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, obviously, a lot of people get into trading, and that probably the all the same, the reason I got into trading, is for that, that sort of lifestyle, mm -hmm. the, the freedom. I don't think you're getting any freedom from being sat at the charts 20 hours a day, or even 10 hours a day. I just think, why get into the trading for the financial freedom to be able to do whatever you want whenever you want working for yourself if you're stuck at the charts all day it's literally like an office job why become a trader i guess you could enjoy trading but i just personally think if you're getting into trading for freedom you're just getting rid of all your freedom because you're having to be stuck there inside by yourself staring at a screen bad for your eyes as well all day about your posture, yeah, your sleep, yeah. your eyes. Yeah. But if you limit that to like, let's say half an hour, hour a day on the charts, yeah. which I think is like optimal, mm -hmm. Once, obviously that's when you're profitable. If you're not profitable, hour a day, you've got no chance. 
because you, you just can't get enough done i don't think yeah. obviously it's gonna be a case where people only have an hour a day i guess you could just make more time but it's about what you do in that hour because yeah. you let's for an example let's say you spend 10 hours a day on the charts and I spend one hour a day on the charts. Mm -hmm. If in that 10 hours, you're not doing anything productive, yeah. and yeah. in the one hour I'm there, I'm marking up, blah, 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 two different pairs. Mm -hmm. If price comes to these levels, I'm gonna look to enter. Mm -hmm. I say that's more optimal than 10 hours of just, okay, if it comes to here, I might buy, but if it comes to this level, I might sell. Okay, now it's looking like a sell, I'm gonna sell. Oh, actually, it's looking like a buy, now I'm gonna buy. I think if you have that set thing of, if it comes to this level, I'm buying, if it doesn't come to this level, I'm not even going to enter. I I always believe in, okay, my bias for today on this pair is bullish. If it breaks that, I'm not even trading. Because that's what I was looking for. If it breaks that, I'm not interested in trading. And I know you trade very differently to me, so you're going to have different opinions on this, but that's just my, my thoughts on it. With obviously the one pair, yeah. the one session, yeah. the one... Uh, I don't know what you call it. Strategy, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Way of trading. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I disagree with a lot that you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I do. And it's fine. It's not a problem. It's not a... Uh, it's not a... It yeah, it doesn't matter. And this is, I think, actually the thing that, that, that matters is... You... The, the point... One of the points that you made is you get into trading for the freedom. Why would you give it up? Right? I didn't get into trading for the freedom. I got into trading to do what I wanted. There's a difference, right? And and I, but to me, I enjoy the challenge, and and it's the same for Joel and I. Is both is both the same. We get fucking bored out of our brains, bro. If if I'm not stressed or in a in, in a situation where I'm like I, I want to try something and push something, I'm like this is, I'm bored. I'm fucking bored. Sometimes it's nice you go for a walk and you know you decompress, but that's after you've had a busy week. If I haven't had a busy week, then I'm just then fuck all so yeah some some people do get into it like for us where you you enjoy the challenge and i think that a lot of i mean it's very hard to to, to i don't want to upset anyone now i've been very behaved today so i'm going to carry on being very behaved but i think it's different reasons and different things isn't it and if something works for someone then it's great and that's all that really matters let's be honest that's all that really matters if you can come on the charts and make good money in the day done finish whatever but for example if you're looking at gold and you're saying my bias is bullish for the day money taking it if it comes to here whatever blah 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 um it's just just hypothetically me versus you on that trade in that day right if it doesn't hit your level you haven't you won't take it because it's not part of your rules fine you haven't lost any money if it doesn't hit my level i'm still looking at it i'm understanding why and i might take it and make money do you understand the difference so it's not that it's bad it's not that it's good it's just different and actually, at the end of the day, for me, I don't always have a huge bias on where something's going until I've seen... The way that I trade is a certain way that I, I only see when I've found orders and whatever. So there's certain things that I do. But um, it means that also, if I'm wrong, I can adapt to it very quickly. So if someone says, oh, I'm, I'm bullish for the day, as an example, again, and then... You, at the end of the day, you go, I should have been better. Like I, I was wrong there, which happens. Mm -hmm. But so you've then uh, you, you've not taken the trade because it didn't meet you. So you haven't actually lost anything, or, or maybe you did take the trade and you lost it. Or either way, whereas for me, I I am fluid. I've I've just changed 
what I think rather than being wrong. You understand what I mean? So so instead of having the uh, I should have been bearish, I'm like, okay, fine, I'm bearish. It's fine, it doesn't matter. And the thing with changing different pairs, again, it comes down to if it works. And this is I do disagree on with you on it, but only individually. This is what this is this is what's interesting about it is we can't actually disagree on things for the for everybody's behalf. I, we, we can't we can't disagree for the industry we can disagree and say i don't do that and you do that and you do that you don't do that and i do that and whatever but for me i don't know the like i'm in an aussie cad trade right now i can't remember what price it is i don't know what price it is and on friday i would have because i was in the middle of my work week or whatever right now i'm not sure but for me I'm, I, I, I work on opportunities I, I work on what i see in the market at the time on orders i can flick through the pairs and I know what I'm looking for. I know what I'm looking at. It doesn't specifically mean that I I have uh, my set five things as an example, hypothetically, but it means that I'm not going in completely blind. And and most of the time, I will still end up doing roughly routine stuff, but it just it just is not as regimented, if that makes sense. So I'll still, you know, end up taking a GJ trade going into London session it will just so happen that that's what I look at at that time and it will end up going in it but if I don't see something I might switch to AJ and then I'll catch it in the New York session and then whatever blah 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 but like I know I uh, this this out uh, this attitude comes from people that I've seen and spoken it comes from uh exposure to stuff it's it's not just me making it up it's l like uh, uh I'm not, I'm not going to say any names but it's like someone that I know for example he he was calling the whole market for weeks, like sleeping two hours and then doing like you know, chaotic stuff and then blah, blah, blah. Um, so I've seen it. I've seen people do it. It's possible. And, and and that guy made fucking loads of fucking money. So I'm like, how bad do do I want that? You know, I'm willing. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll try my best to do it. I'm not great. You know, I'm not the best at the moment. I'm not perfect, but uh, I'm very capable of of flicking through pairs and uh, and quickly try understanding where they are and and. Um, adjusting to that what time frame are we in what sort of session are we in what sort of period is the is the, the what structure are we in what direction are we in and I could quite quickly understand it um, it doesn't mean that I'm better than anyone else it just means that I, I, I trade differently but just in my personal opinion and this is why I don't want to upset anyone that, that does focus on one pair and that's absolutely fine if you put someone that focuses on one pair and is good at that one pair versus someone like that I could recommend and they can focus on six pairs differently and they can trade jump in and out of them and they can adapt really quickly that you won't stand a chance and that's not in a bad way because you're making money so it doesn't matter you know and, and actually over the month you might make more money but it's that's what i mean it's very hard to agree and disagree on behalf of everyone but it's just a personal thing for me is i would rather be flicking through them and busy and doing my job and you know like if you go to a bank they're not taking one trade and only looking at the charts for an hour they're there all day every day so i'm doing the same job as them does that make sense so that's a, that's that's another point but but again don't get me wrong if i could if i if i could take one trade and and be like yeah good i'd do it but i can't my brain doesn't let me it doesn't want me to do that it's like why are you being lazy it doesn't mean it is lazy my brain just says you're being lazy get on with it and do something else so yeah it's a funny one it is it's a personal disagreement that I like to take the piss out of everyone for because it's just funny, you know? It's the same as sleep. Like, let's be honest, everybody, I'm not stupid. Everybody's right and I'm wrong, right? Like, more sleep is better, scientifically. Yeah, it's, it's 
factually I'm wrong, so to speak. But it's funny, isn't it? Someone's because, but bro, like if I, if I on my story when I go, I oh, you stupid idiots are sleeping, you lazy fucks. You know, only people go in my my DMs. Oh, what do you mean? You you have to sleep? Why aren't you sleeping? Blah blah blah. It's funny. I'm just like you you you're listening to me. I'm not listening to myself. I'm still going to sleep at some point. I'm just not telling you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you're not gonna like this, right? But I personally think one time frame, one pair. One session. I show you one time frame. That's it. Because I. That's. Yeah. Because I obviously you're making money. I'm making money. It's fine. So obviously you can trade anywhere. You could use indicators. And I mean, actually maybe not that far. But okay, you you probably can use indicators. Um. But I still think that if you've collected all that data you don't need to have all these pairs. You don't need to have all these different setups. You don't need to have all these different time frames because you know this time frame, this pair, this setup, yeah. this day yeah. works. Yeah. And you know exactly the percentage. So you know when you're entering that trade, this is the chance I could lose. Yeah. Based on a year's previous data, yeah, yeah. this is the, yeah. This is the probability I'm actually going to win this trade. Whereas if you've got 10 different pairs, five different setups, mm -hmm. and throughout the day you're switching between the pairs, oh, I'm buying this one. Actually, you go into another pair. Don't You go back in the other pair. Oh, it's a sell now. I'm in drawdown. I've got to close that, enter a sell. Back on the other pair. Oh, oh, what's it doing now? I'm not really sure. I think you can... That's another way I think you can overtrade quite a lot because it, the more pairs, the more exposure. Just offer that though, but that that depends on your cognitive ability, yeah. right? Yeah. If you're if you're able to manage, I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I don't. I never usually in more than one trade. But if you have, there are people that can manage three trades at once. Especially like like I said before, in banks, bro, they're they're, they're managing so many different positions with huge amounts of money, and they're round and round, round the clock. They're never out of a position ever. They're always in a position all the time. So it's it it can also be a cognitive performance thing. Like there are three people that can trade three pairs and keep yeah. an eye on three pairs. We're talking about that average retail trader. I don't want to be an average retail trader. People that are watching aren't bankers. Well, they should fucking want to be bankers. They shouldn't want to be a fucking average retail idiot. No, it's not so... Look, it, it, this is the thing. Again, it doesn't... If you make money, it's fine. It's cool. It doesn't matter. And actually what... like, But, but for example, when you said about trading one time frame, did you notice I was like one time frame? And then I didn't say... No, 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 no. Yeah. because I, I can see that. I can understand why that would work. I've done it myself. I, I get, I understand the markets enough to go, yeah, that would, that would work. Yeah, I had someone come up here last week and uh, they're talking about order blocks. Have you heard about order blocks? I, I, I've always not, never, never really paid attention to them. And I said to him, show me these order blocks. Like, I wasn't just like, ah, oh, that's bollocks. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. I said, show me them. And then I was questioning him on it. I won't say what I've, what we found because that's like, you know, for other people to figure out. But, it's it's all dependent on what people what people do, and at the end of the day, who am I, really, to say what's right or wrong? At the end of the day, all I can have is my opinion, and, and that's it. And I can take the piss out of everyone with it as much as I like. That's just also my right. And then at the end of the day, if you're making money, perfect, and everybody's happy, and it doesn't matter. That's a bit of motivation. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. I agree. No one. You, 
especially I, I see a lot of people comment on other people's risk as well. Yeah. They're like, okay, you've got 30 lots. Mm. You don't know their account size, their stop loss size, the pair, yeah, their yeah. risk. And it's like, well, you can't, yeah, you can't ever comment on someone else's trading. Like, if they're trading SMC or trend lines or indicators or um, stuff like that, then, 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 then yes, I will comment on it. You're a fucking retard. SMC, stupid. Trend lines, stupid. What else is stupid? I'll think and come back. So, SMC, interesting topic. So, um, do you not think it's possible to catch a 1 to 1,000 and 10x your account in one trade risking 1%? Does that not seem uh, plausible to you? It's possible. Of course it's possible. It can happen, right? It's like a meteor hitting the earth. It can happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, do it again. Do it again. Can you do it again? No, of course you can't because you didn't even mean to do it in the first time. It's bollocks. It's fucking... Look. <laughs> see the the thing is the marketing side of it is the worst like smc trading wise it works anything works to a certain extent it works yeah i mean you can trade anything because i guess they have like the high high risk to rewards which means you have low win rate i guess but i think the issue is they claim one to 100 one to 500 you know i see the ads on instagram and it's like Prove it. I've never seen a track record from an SMC trader. If you're catching a one to 100, you'd be on the top of prop firm leaderboards. You'd be a millionaire. 200K FTMO, one to 100, 200K profit in one trade. You'd be a millionaire <laughs> a couple of weeks. But I think the issue is, they say, oh, I made 100%. Well, you didn't, you closed. 80% of it are 1 to 5. Yeah, so they, they take profit early, they take like large partials, and then they claim to catch a, a 1 to 100. And I think my, the main issue with it is they have such low win rates. They're on like the 1 second, 30 second time frame with like a 1 pip stop. It's not really possible on many brokers, but unless you're trading EU only, I guess. But, um, if you lose nine trades in a row, you're down 9%. How likely is it that you're going to be able to hold that 10th trade to over 10% to make back those losses, like to hold to your target after those nine losses? Majority of people will close it early. They're in profit. Oh my God, they're at one to three. Let me take the profit. They won't actually- Especially after losing Yeah, yeah. The thing is, as well, right? I I had this guy look not long ago saying, "Oh, I'll take, I'll take one to." It was a very good risk to reward, right? Similar. Th it wasn't that ridiculous, but it was similar. It was like, I'll take these all day, and then I only need one to come through. I was like, "That's fucking ridiculous." Why the fuck would I take five? If I if out of five trades, for example, why would I take five trades where I might lose four of them? Uh, what? What? You, the idea when you place a trade is not to lose the trade in the first place. What are you talking about? It's ridiculous. And the, prob the problem that I have with the SMC shit, I haven't even, I don't even know what it is. I haven't even looked at it. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I actually haven't. But I can tell you for a fact, I don't care. Because the problem that it, that it has is, like you said, it's the marketing. It's not so much that it might work. It might, I don't, it's, I'm not even putting an opinion on it. I'm putting an opinion on, the, on what it does to retail traders is they look at it and they go, 
that's what I should be doing. That's what I should be doing. Oh, oh man. Oh yeah, I can get rich in one trade. And oh, this is possible. But it's very misleading, bro. It's very bad for people. It's very bad for psychology. It's bad for your risk management. It's bad for your trade management. It's bad for your account management. It's bad. It's, it's just stupid shit. You should not be taking trades with with. Oh, man, it's just bad. The whole thing's just bad. But it's but this is the other thing. You you said I don't know if if you want to adapt it or change it but you said anything works right like in trading anything works do you do you still think that yeah do you think anything works in trading okay my my uh, <laughs> expert opinion on it uh, is not uh, whatever things work for reasons the difference is a lot of people don't know the reasons why they work so for someone recently uh, it's not no problem at all but they, they were saying uh, they had a trend line and I was like it's a stupid thing to have. Well, fucking idiots have trend lines. You know, someone else was like, oh, it was a bit of a, it was actually, there's the one time in my group that there was actually a bit of like a, t a proper tension, which has never been. And it was like, someone else basically said, oh, trend lines are pointless. And someone took it very personally and was like, well, my, my strategy makes money. You know, my results speak for so a big ego thing. And I didn't like that at all. Anyway, my point that I made to them was, you have a trend on your chart and price went a certain way, right? Even if that works across data time, you know, you have the same trend line in the same place, whatever it works, it doesn't mean that that's why price is going there. And I can, I'm telling you that for a fact. So the same with a lot of these things that people go, I use this and I use this and it makes me money. It doesn't mean that that's why price is moving it. Uh, uh, and it really doesn't. So I don't know what SMC is like and or some other stuff, but for example, a trend line is just a great example. Is You could say, okay, well, a trend line can work, right? But no, it's not the trend line that's working. It's it's the, the market algorithm, it's the orders, it's liquidity. There's other things. There's reasons for that happening. Everything has a reason for it. And the the, uh, the trend line being there may have absolutely no difference. So that, do you understand what I'm trying to say? There's a difference between people understanding why price has moved and and just seeing price move does that make sense you know like like me now i'm not really understanding why price is moving like that but you know it's a it's a very f i don't i don't like the idea of anything can work because i think people end up trying too many different things and they 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 want to uh make something work or or they'll back test it and it will you know you ever seen someone back test and they back test and when they're back testing, they win like nine out of ten trades. And you're like, no, you haven't. You've adjusted your back testing at, while you're doing it in your head to make it work. And that's my issue with it is rather than trying to understand the market and how it works, why it works, and reading books on it and reading history on the market and reading what what there there is so much information out there that that nine percent traders will, will not even think about or know. Um, and that's my issue is with with that is 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 not so much that. You know, technically, but it's the attitude towards it that I, that I don't like. I think people need to try and understand the market rather than just trying to make money all the time. You know, I think that's bad. I don't know what to say about that. It just feels mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you think that any strategy? I know you said that you don't really think that anything can work, but I think it all comes down to risk management and risk reward. Because let's say you lose five out of ten trades, mm -hmm. which is still quite decent. Like risk reward wise, average. Yeah, it's just a lot of money, 
and if you've got uh, I don't know, one to two, one to three, you're profitable. Yeah. Or break even's profitable. Yeah, so, so, so why, but, but, but again, it goes back to why would you want to trade in a way that you're you're working on it's hard to word because you don't want to word it wrong and say probability because obviously everything is about probability and trading it is it is probability but it goes back to that why would you want to take a trade if there's a possibility of you losing it if your strategy is what is going on okay i make i i win six out of ten trades you can improve that. There's a reason why you're losing those trades, and there's, you know, the, 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 everything can be improved. I've seen people do stupid numbers. You've seen it. You know, we all know people that have done stupid. It's possible. It's out there. It's not a case of oh, you know, this strategy does six to ten, so that's that's great. Yes, it's profitable. That's yeah, cool. That no, that is good. Of course, if it's profitable, it's good. But you can understand it more, and you can be better at it, and you can do it differently, and you can you know understand things more. And understanding is the biggest problem that I have with things is people saying, okay, well, my risk, my risk to reward is good. So, you know, if I take all these four trades, uh, technically speaking on paper, I make money, but then also forget you might make a mistake. You might miss a trade. You might miss an entry or you might close it early or you might hold, you might move your stop. You know, you've got all these variable factors that come into it, um, that can make a strategy change heavily. Does that make sense? Whereas understanding doesn't change if you understand the market and orders and things like that I don't want to say too much but then it doesn't it doesn't change you you can you can mess up but the market doesn't it's not wrong if that makes sense your strategy can be wrong Does that, do you know what I mean if you have a strategy that works on on, on uh, risk reward not so much that it works on risk reward but if your strategy is going to be wrong and then you can be wrong it's a bad combo whereas I like to understand things so that I can only be wrong my understanding of the market is what can be wrong, but the, the the actual way the market works cannot be wrong. Uh, it's very uh, different, isn't it? It's very complicated. But like for example, the trade that I'm in now, I know why I'm in it, and there's reasons for me being in it. And yes, it's pulling down, which is not ideal, but it's still. I know that that's going to go to target, and I will tell people now, or you can you can fucking take a picture, put it at the end of the video, and people can go and find out for themselves where it went. I don't care. I know it's going to target, even if it pulls down first. And and this is the thing. I know in this this example, I haven't made a mistake. First of all, because I've seen it happen so many times from my chart hours that I've seen it so many times. I know that that is exactly going as I want it to go. It's fine, and I also know why it's doing everything that it's doing. So that's it. It's fine good but if i if i don't understand what it's doing and i just go oh well you know my risk to reward is good that's fine i don't like i don't um, that doesn't make me feel better it doesn't help me sleep at night if that makes sense if i go to sleep and i go okay well i've got my stop loss there my risk to reward is good blah, blah blah but i'm gonna wake up and i might be in loss and i might be in a win i don't like that i'll go to sleep and go all right i've seen and this is the other reason sometimes i might go to sleep at four o'clock because i'm waiting to see a certain thing and then i go seen it go to bed wake up fine you know it's very um it's a very different understanding of things. But anyway, sorry, I'm talking. <laughs> Final point before we go on to the last question. I you said about always like improving your understanding. I think if your win rate isn't a hundred percent, you can still get better. Because if you're not winning every single trade, 
then you can still understand the markets more. And I know it's technically 100% winner it isn't realistic at all. But, but obviously, you could have 99% win rate. You could have 98%, 95%. If your win rate is 70%, I mean, yes, that's good, but it could be better. You can always improve. You can always sort of level up, like, psychologically, technically, like, that sort of way. So the final question is from the previous guest. So Trader Nick actually asked, sum up your strategy in one sentence. So how would you go about that? Oh, Nick. <laughs> no idea who you are, but fuck you, man. <laughs> um, yeah, RSI. Yeah. <laughs> nah, if I had to do it in one sentence, um, in, in, a, in a small riddle, it's, it's um, the opposite of what you think I'm doing. It's the opposite of what you think I'm doing, basically. The opposite of everything. The opposite of everything. There you go. It's the opposite of everything. Yeah. And also, can you send a question to the next guest? Obviously, don't know who it is, so make it uh, rather generic. Sorry, I just want to think about it for a minute. Just get it right. Get a good one. Still won't get a good one, but I'll think about it anyway. Yeah, just what we can. Um, do do you think anybody can trade? Is it possible to teach anybody, like you know, with enough teaching and enough time and enough of it? Is it possible? Can I give my answer to that as well or not? No. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's possible. I think that's bollocks. Why? I I just think some people aren't cut out for it. Simple, as simple as that. But you 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 could, you could you could change someone's um, uh, abilities for certain things. This is not no, nah. nah. Some some people just will never be able to handle it. Okay. Yeah, sorry. And it's, they might be fantastic at other things, but they just won't. It takes a fucking lot, man. It takes a lot, and and you can get to a certain extent where it's a, a certain level for example where you can make some money and it's not too stressful and it's fine or whatever and and then after a while it's too much yeah, I, I just don't think it's I don't I, I, I think it's naive to think that you can just take anyone and make them loads of money and I think that that, that concept itself comes from trading industry marketing I think the whole point of it was that right yeah of course that's where all the money comes from it's a conflict of interest Hey. Anyway, and that's for the next person I'm giving answering my own question so well that's very very good we, nice two hours forty yeah. total yeah, so thank you for coming on the podcast yeah. I hope everyone enjoys the long episode probably in two parts so you guys have two treats uh, coming up <laughs> if you're watching to this to this uh, part in the video then um, a lot of nonsense. <laughs> so yeah if you have any final words before before we depart Firstly, thank you for coming on the podcast, and hopefully, maybe you'll come back on soon. Mm. And if people, if people like you, yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, no, uh, thank you for having me, mate. It's actually been good. It's nice to have you up here as well and meet you properly. Lots of Instagram stuff. But yeah, um, if you don't like me, uh, I'm sorry. I am really sorry, but I, I do not give a shit at all, one bit. And you're not paying me any money, so there you go. 
Yeah, pay me and fuck off. Uh, but no, it, I, I hope that some some people can read between the lines and some of the things I say. When I say things, that it's very extreme sometimes. But usually, if you look in the right place, there is something helpful there because everything I do is meant in a good way. Some somehow or other, I don't know. But yeah, thank you for having me, mate. And I'll be on at some point another time, I'm sure. And we'll talk about some other stuff. And uh, we might even have an argument at some point. That'll be fun. Right? <laughs> so yeah. Catch you guys in the next episode.